welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. What's up, guys? Ryan here. So I apologize for the delay in getting my December 2019 income report out. I like to get it out closer to the beginning of the month, but I was having a technical issue with my website that I host my blog on, ryanhogue.com. If you haven't checked it out, go ahead. There's always a link in the description. But um, for those of you that didn't know, like I'm a web developer, nine to five, and uh, that's really what I fell in love with when I was in college. Um, When I was like a sophomore, I took a web development course, really liked it and kind of just was self-paced from there because it was something I really enjoyed. I mean, I still like doing it. Um, The passive income stuff gets me a little bit more excited these days. But uh, yeah, the reason I shared that is because when there's a technical issue with my website, like it's on me to fix, right? I I built this whole website. If you haven't seen ryanhoag.com, like I did the entire front end, back end, database, everything. Speaking of database, you'll notice uh, if you follow my income reports that there's a new addition this month. I updated the database schema to include Amazon KDP in my uh, income reports. So let's take a quick high level look at the breakdown of my December 2019 income and then we'll talk more in depth about each one. So leading the way, Amazon FBA brought in just over $6,500 profit followed by uh, second most profitable Amazon KDP at $3,154 profit then drop ship print on demand with $2,183 profit. Amazon merch brought in $1,840 and Google ads $560. And that's revenue generated from ads from a uh, website I built back in college when I mentioned I really kind of fell in love with web development. Well, guess how I learned? I learned from practicing and um, that website that I built basically 10 years ago is still bringing in nice monthly revenue. So there's, there's that. Uh, Anyways, let's dig deeper into these numbers. All right, Amazon FBA. I did 1,949 sales, bringing in $36,614.90 of revenue, of which I kept $6,504.69 as profit. My gross margin worked out to be around 17.77%. Just understand for transparency purposes, this factors in all of the costs associated, right? So when I say like I profited that much, the distinction between what I sold as revenue and profit is is pretty clear. It accounts for like what I pay my manufacturers, what I pay for inbound shipping, and accounts for um, campaign manager advertising. So you're getting my real numbers there. Uh, 17.77% is pretty healthy. I mean, as long as I've got some products mixed in that are new, where prices have to be competitive and advertising dollars are being pumped in, it's going to offset my more established products that um that are the the real cash cows the ones that really make me the the real money um so year in review because this is december i brought in eighty six thousand four hundred ninety dollars thirty three cents of profit through amazon fba it's a pretty healthy number uh that number could be higher i mean let's just be honest here like you guys have been following me know like i'm a fan of diversification um not just within fba meaning launch more products but within like all of my passive income streams you know, I've really only been at this. Like, let me check my my side monitor right here and see what month this is. So this is month number 33 for me since the very beginning, since my very first profit. All right. And you can actually go back and trace back to month number one on my YouTube channel and on my blog. They're all published. They're all still out there. So if you, by the way, if you haven't started your passive income journey yet and you want a realistic look into what this is like for Amazon FBA, for merch, for whatever else, it's all there. I documented it all the whole way. Um, So you can pause this and go check those out if you're interested. But 
uh, the reason I say like I could have done better is because yeah, you know, I'm spread thin, right? Like I'm doing Amazon FBA, I'm doing Amazon merch, I'm doing the print on demand, non Amazon merch stuff that I call dropship print on demand. I'm always looking at what's new, what's next. And um, if things interest me, you know, I go for it, right? So I'm not just all in on Amazon FBA. Otherwise, I'm pretty sure that number would be a little bit higher. But for what it's worth, FBA is a pretty like passive business because I really haven't given it too much attention, especially this past year. Like I launched three new products. Uh, one of them was a pricey product, aka a risky product. So I had to dump a lot of money into it. And I will mention that like that's kind of dragging my margins down because it's priced pretty competitively right now. As in, like, I'm not making money on it. I'm taking a loss on it still while it ranks. It's in a very, um, very competitive niche. And demand is definitely highest during the summer. So right now, it's definitely at a low point. And a lot of the initial traction and success I had selling it, I think, had to do with the amount of eyeballs on Amazon during peak season searching for that product. And what I've noticed is like right now, at this point in the year, I think there's, due to less demand, I'm not gonna say there's no demand, but there's less demand for sure, which I think means that like people paying for advertising uh, during this time of year are competing for, you know, the pie got smaller, right? So the cost of getting your product in front of those people goes up respectively. So I'm seeing like my ACOSs go up for these products while at the same time I'm having to reduce my price a little bit to keep it competitive with everybody else. Ultimately, like maybe one year from now, I end up getting ranked on page one and there's a ton of money to be made. So just stay tuned. I mean, I'll keep you guys updated without telling you the niche. Just know that like I'm not going to know how successful the product's going to be until probably spring, summer-ish when I've been selling it for about a year to really benchmark it. And that's kind of where we're at with Amazon. Like not that every niche is saturated, but... There's more and more sellers on the platform. By the way, most sellers, like most people who open a seller account don't end up selling anything. So if you're looking to get started, understand it's gonna be difficult. That's why I took over a year to write an Amazon FBA course in extreme detail, outlining exactly how I do what I do. Um, I should also mention though, this is like Q4, so you probably expect my numbers to be higher. Um, my best selling brand of products, of FBA products, are B2B, they're business to business. Like. A lot of them, if you've ever sold on Amazon, you know that there's like business quantity discounts that you can offer and stuff like that. And like, I move a lot of them through that. Uh, people that sell or not sell, but buy through the Amazon business channel, um, they take advantage of those discounts that I can offer because I have a healthy margin built into those products. Uh, real quick, the screenshot from Fetcher. Fetcher is my profit analytics software I use to stay on top of my margins for Amazon FBA because that is not a simple thing to do. There's a lot of variables. So I would recommend checking out uh, Fetcher. I always put a link in the description under my recommended FBA tools if you are selling on FBA and you don't know what you're actually making as profit because it's not as simple as opening Excel and typing in um, what you paid and what you're getting revenue-wise. There's, there's variables in there. So moving on, these are my most profitable SKUs, uh, products omitted, but you can see here, uh, it's typically pretty top heavy. And what you don't see is off to the other side is where you would see bars going into the red um, for my newest product, which I have two variations of. And it, while that has a negative connotation to lose money, like again, it's, it's a long game. There's a lot more to be gained if this can work. But this is kind of what Amazon, like how the game goes when you enter a hyper-competitive niche right now, which by the way, you don't have to enter a hyper-competitive niche. 
uh, this is the most competitive niche I've ever entered. I'm really kind of like testing to see if I can pull this off. Um, initially I had great traction through like sponsored brand ads. I talked about that in my previous income reports, how I had was getting sales on a brand new product at a super low ACOS. And that kind of dried up because of what I just mentioned where, you know, there's less people looking for the product right now. Even I wasn't sure how it would work during Christmas, but it wasn't as uh, much as I'd hoped for. Um, but either way, like I'll know how successful this product is in the summertime when the demand peaks again. Also, I should just mention it is selling. There's over 50 reviews, so it's on its way. Uh, I'm not too worried about it right now. Uh, last, I want to mention about Amazon FBA. Um, I don't know if I included this in my write-up on my blog, but I uh, my most profitable brand that I kind of lean on knowing it's going to generate some decent profit every month, like a couple, couple thousand for sure, where I often have like at least five listings on page one and including that top spot. Another pretty savvy seller has entered the niche, launched a brand where they literally copied my top three best sellers. And they even copied another approach of mine where I was kind of experimenting with variations in the quantity offered, uh, where if I could move a new SKU in higher quantities, I can build in a higher profit margin. Well, they're literally just copying me uh, with my variations, my quantity variations, even some of my product images, they just take into Photoshop and edit. And what they did though is they are deferring profitability, another strategy that should sound familiar. I just talked about how I'm doing that in the other niche that I entered with my new products. Well, they entered my niche that I've been dominating and are doing it to me. Um, They came in like 30% plus cheaper with the price of their products. And as a result, like I can't just ignore that I've had to adjust my pricing accordingly. Um, granted, I'm the established person in the in the niche, the 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 recognized brand at this point, with way more reviews. So what I've done is not match their price, but brought my price down a little bit to remain competitive because I don't need to lose any footing to this guy, especially when they're just ripping me off. Which I mean, you can't get mad about. That's kind of how the game goes on Amazon, guys. They're not they're not hijacking my listings. So I'm in brand registry. They can't do that, but they are, you know, selling basically a clone of my product just at a uh, cheaper price, but it is what it is. Um, they, they still did a good enough job. They're not the first person to try to copy me, right? Uh, so I'm not trying to complain or anything like that. Last but not least, here are my campaign manager advertising statistics. I uh, had to cut the video and go fix an error that I noticed in the write-up portion. So these are now accurate. Those numbers, they were a little bit different now than they were five seconds ago. Uh, either way, uh, 30% ACOS, healthy numbers across the board, I'd say. Uh, the cost of ads does typically go up in December, but I'm not selling that many products that are like Christmassy, you know, gift. Yeah, I do sell products that sell well in Christmas, but that's mainly uh, the print-on-demand side of things. I don't really do that many FBA products. I know that it's... I should be doing more, but there's only so much time in a day. So I'm going to use that as an excuse, even though I hate making excuses. Speaking of prime eligible print on demand products, let's talk about Amazon merch. So I did 563 sales generating $11,525.41 of revenue. And I got to keep $1,840.48 of profit. The average royalty was $3.11. And my numbers for the year came to $13,687.78. That should actually be a little bit higher because for most of the months on my income reports, I didn't account for uh, UK or Germany, but not that much higher. It might have came to like $14,000. Um, 
So it's not exactly where I want to be, but I'm also not upset about making almost two grand from Amazon merch. The honest truth is like I was, you know, if you're new to my channel, like I do work two jobs in addition to like trying to write courses, kind of outlining my processes for making passive income while doing a YouTube channel so I can organically promote them and build my brand in addition to actually doing the businesses, right? And as you can imagine, there's only so much time in a day. Sometimes the businesses suffer, not to make another excuse, but it is what it is. Uh, my new workflow that if you watched my November income report, I mentioned I was extremely excited about because I thought it could get me to where I wanted to be, which is to max out my 20,000 slots on Amazon Merch. Well, I am currently at 12,500 slots out of 20,000. Without going into extreme detail about this workflow, it's heavily... Uh, reliant on automation because for this to be feasible for me to do it has to be reliant on automation i can pretty much promise you guys that what are we in january now when you see my february income report i will have all twenty thousand slots maxed on amazon merch when you see my february <laughs> so in january what basically long story short i'm uploading about a thousand products a week and the avenue i decided to take is a little bit more challenging than the easy way out, right? The easy way out to me is make a design, upload to, you know, five different product types, standard t-shirt, long sleeve, tank top, hoodie, and pop socket, right? There's nothing wrong with that if you're putting a lot of time and attention into both the research and design portions for Amazon merch. I just don't have that luxury when it comes to time to, to really put that level of attention to detail. So I'm taking kind of like a broader approach and I'm only uploading to standard t-shirts to maximize my coverage because that is the best selling product or typically is the best selling product. I should mention that my, uh, you should be able to see it here. My best seller in December was actually a hoodie. Um, I would not have predicted that, but um, I'm not mad about it. It was, you know, it kind of, I don't want to say it went viral, but it definitely was trending. Uh, the design that I'd had up for a few months. And funny thing about it though, is like, I have no clue why it was trending. Cause sometimes like I just think of, one word text designs that do well. Like I think it might've been last month when I mentioned I sold like 20, uh, 20 designs of one, like I was a simple text design with distressed text and it, it was one word and I sold 20 of them to like a single customer, right? You never know when that's gonna happen. Uh, this was not that case. This was not 20 sales to one customer, even though it came to 20 sales on the month, uh, but it was just one word design on a, uh, on a hoodie. So you never really know it's gonna work. But it is funny when it is funny when people think like they need all this graphic design ability to make money on Amazon merch and you you can get away with like go into Photoshop, pick a font that looks cool, type a word in text, save it, upload it to merch and sales come through. It's so simple. Moving on though, uh, here are my analytics for December. Obviously it starts to tail off after Christmas and as we get closer when Amazon can't guarantee delivery by December 25th. Uh, breakdown by product type, 77% standard t-shirt, followed by hoodies, followed by premium, followed by pop sockets. Uh, sold mainly to men. Uh, youth, I've mentioned this before. I feel like I probably mentioned it in like every one of my income reports, but like, you know, a lot of my designs, <laughs> a lot of my designs that I made, like back when I was doing manual designing and spending a lot more time on them, were designs that don't fit the youth content policies. So whenever I have to re-upload my catalog of those designs that had the most time and attention paid to them, I don't even check the youth checkbox, right? Cause I'm using automation to upload to merch and you can't, 
you can't say like as a line item in the automation spreadsheet this is youth this is not youth it's just a setting in the app and each you'd have to stop running the app and then run it again for you it's just not worth it i don't have that time i'm way too busy so i just don't upload to youth all right and that's my old design catalog my new approach it's pretty easy either the entire batch of designs i make is going to be youth eligible or it's not uh but the old ones i don't risk it because i can't afford to get strikes against my account i mean there, there is a content policy for a reason. People that violate it are putting their entire account at risk. Don't do that. Not worth it. Uh, breakdown by color. As you'd imagine, black was the top color. Then heather gray, heather blue, maroon red, royal blue, etc. All that's on my blog post, by the way. If you guys want to check it out, um, go ahead. And there's always a link in the description. Um, and Ryan's Method Amazon Merch Course does exist. If you guys are looking to learn more, uh, there's always a link in the description as well. Moving on to drop shipped print on demand. So this is what really sees a nice spike in sales around the holidays and fourth quarter. So I did 454 sales across the board. I actually broke down the number of sales by platform here, uh, generating $2,183.42 of profit. And my 2019 profit to date came to $23,149.78. Not bad. Um, especially when you figure that I am no longer on Etsy due to, yeah, I keep talking about that. I'm tired of talking about Etsy, honestly. Um, but for what it's worth, let me just say, it is absolutely worth selling on Etsy. While you see a goose egg under my breakdown of sales by platform there, under Etsy, you know, one year ago, I made 2,900, I think I wrote it down. Uh, yeah, one year ago, December 2018, I made $2,938.66 of profit from Etsy alone. All right, so yeah, it hurts not to be on Etsy. Take advantage if you <laughs> haven't opened a shop yet. Um, you know, there's nothing that I learned in retrospect because I didn't actually break any rules. It's just know that it's kind of fickle. You know, they can take your account away for no reason. And there's plenty of stories. Go check out my Etsy videos if you um, want to read. Just read the comment section. Um, see what, what they've been doing to people. Anyways, I had 243 sales on Amazon.com, 13 from Amazon.co.uk, 2 through eBay, 130 through Redbubble, 6 through Spreadshirt, 50 through TeePublic, 9 through Teespring, 1 through Zazzle. Ultimately, $2,183.42 of profit, and it's completely like passive, streamlined. Uh, some of these platforms are similar to Amazon Merch, where you just upload your designs, say what products you want them to be available for sale on, and that's it. You just sit back and collect a royalty. Other platforms like Amazon, Etsy, eBay, uh, Amazon.co.uk in that case, if you want to expand into the internationals, which is a separate um, monthly fee, by the way, but I'm, I'm doing it at a profit. If you do those, you will need to integrate a print-on-demand um, services provider, production partner with your account, which is very easy to do. And I use my, my print-on-demand production partner of choice is Printful. I've done plenty of content on this channel about Printful and why I like them versus their competitors. I also, I mean, for transparency, use Gearbubble as well because I don't have to pay monthly for those integrations. Gearbubble is really great if you're looking to sell mainly like coffee mugs, print-on-demand coffee mugs. Printful is great for like everything else. I sell a nice mix of everything, including shot glasses, by the way. Um, I should mention too, like, I really pushed hard to get my drop shipped print on demand course finished for basically in the year 2019 
the official like final day of the launch is actually today while I record this video um, tonight is the last night you can take advantage of the pre-launch pricing if you're interested uh, it should be pretty easy to justify the cost of the course which is currently $200 as a pre-launch promotion uh, after that it goes up to 500 and it should be easy to justify that because I mean with as as thin as I'm spread with my time and attention, I'm taking home $2,183 profit from my efforts, and that's without Etsy. Keeping in mind that one year ago with Etsy, $2,938.66 more of profit on top of everything else. Um, so just for perspective, guys, like none of these numbers are fake. I have, I don't know, if I've, if I've ever given you a reason not to trust me, just hit me up in the comments and I'll answer everything i mean i see the comments um you know i take time out of each month to publish these income reports to build trust and to give you a realistic insight of what it's like selling for instance print on demand in this case online <clears throat> all right what else is there to talk about with print on demand so that's pretty much it i guess the last thing i'd mention is it, as much as it sucks to not be on etsy and not get that twenty nine hundred dollars i did come up with a solution that I'm gonna mention in a second. And as promised, uh, to replace the money I didn't make from Etsy, I also started Amazon KDP this year. And in December, I did 1,725 sales, bringing in $3,154.13 of profit for an average royalty of $1.83 per sale, and bringing my documented 2019 profit to date to $3,154.13. I actually, you know, for full transparency, I started selling on KDP in October. So basically two months, you know, October to November, November to December in, well, okay, never mind. Let's be full transparent. It was early October to early November, early November to early December would be two months. Yeah, pretty much two months, no matter how you spin it. It took me two months to build up my KDP account to where it could make $3,154.13 of profit. It took two months, eight, eight weeks, nine weeks, 10 weeks to get to this point. Granted, it's fourth quarter. There's obviously more sales in the fourth quarter than there are at any time of year. But when I was like trying to push people to start KDP, even I didn't know like what to expect. And now again, full transparency, you're seeing what I was able to achieve. So if you've been following my income reports and just seeing me report on the existing passive income streams and thinking to yourself, well, yeah, but you've already been successful at it. So maybe it's hard for me to get started. I don't know. I have no clue what anybody thinks when they watch these videos, but like I basically was recording the videos for KDP. If you've seen that playlist on my YouTube channel, as I learned it, I just had to stay a step ahead, right? So as I was like doing the stuff and making sense of it, maybe I'd do it one week in advance so that I'd been through it a couple times, been through a couple iterations. And then when I thought I had really had a, a grasp on what was going on, I'd make a video about it. And they're out there. They're for free on my YouTube channel. Uh, but anyways, ultimately all that effort led to $3,154 of profit. <laughs> I mean, guys, like if you're not familiar with KDP, because I know a lot of people aren't, a real quick summary, this is Amazon's self-publishing platform for authors, but you don't have to write books. What I'm selling, we call low content books. They're like blank notebooks that people love to give as birthday gifts, as Christmas, whatever, Secret Santa at work. Like 
they're just nice little gifts. They're very affordable. You know, we price them at like seven or eight bucks. Um, I mean, it's conceptually, it's, it's basically the way I approach it is high volume. All right. I've talked about this in the past, but like, I, I always recommend if you can save time using automation, use it. I mean the year, look at, look down at your calendar and windows in the bottom right corner of your screen right now. It's 2020. We're no longer talking about like what the future is going to look like when automation gets here. We're living in it. And if you want to be an early adopter and take part in what I'm doing with these profits, like, you know, I do have an Amazon KDP uh, course that you can uh, feel free to check out. Um, There's always a link in the description. You don't need my course. I always like I'm not the guy that's always trying to push my courses on everybody. But like if you want to know exactly, exactly, exactly what I do, it's all there. Um, so check that out. So anyways, I don't know what more there is to really talk about with KDP. I guess I should mention that like I do a full walkthrough of how to advertise your KDP books through AMS, which they do make possible. It's not like Amazon merch where they invited people to AMS and then took away the invite code after a while. For some reason, I still don't understand why they did that. Uh, but in KDP, the ability to promote your books is there. Like they haven't, they, as of now, they haven't taken that away. So I walk you through full walkthrough. But I also want to preface this by saying you don't need to, to advertise your books. I have not advertised a single book, which is honestly also stupid because there's nothing wrong with advertising. It definitely does make sense, I think, to at least when you start seeing a couple of your books selling well, why not throw ads behind them? You know, if they're in competitive spaces and you're seeing initial traction, why not try to fast forward your way to the top of search results? Because that's where the real money's made. And I mean, if you think this is a lot of money, guys, like there's people in Facebook groups making six figures in one month of profit doing what I'm what I did in basically two months. Right. So if I can do it in two months, it should make sense that there are people making six figure profits from this. It won't always be like this. Eventually, everybody finds out saturation takes over. Should that deter you? Absolutely not, because the money's real. Right. Even if you made 500 a month, that'd be six K a year. Um, I just made that number up, but that seems feasible to me especially when you're taking the like scalable automation approach, then all you really have to do is remember to do it each week. Um, there's a thousand book a week upload limit. It's a soft limit. You don't get in trouble for exceeding it. But yeah, if you take my KDP course, I walk you through how I hit the 1000 book a week upload limit with relative ease. So I normally don't stop to talk about Google ads, but this is the December 2019 income report the year in review so let's just touch on it i did three thousand one hundred fifty one dollars and sixty seven cents of profit literally as passive as it could possibly be on a website that i built in college 10 years ago at this point which is just crazy uh the reason i also i just want to touch a little bit more in depth i don't want to give up the website url uh it probably wouldn't even be that impressive guys it's really the the subject matter of the website that determines how much traffic it's it's going to get and then the revenue is kind of a function of the traffic right but there's user submitted content on the website so that's my trap that's my traffic or sorry that is my content strategy which is also it helps it be as passive as it is because i don't have to write content um always thinking long-term scalability right uh but i want to just just briefly touch on why this is important it's not that it's three grand it's that i'm not trying to convince people to be web developers either i just want to give you like a little insight into how this even got started so um i briefly mentioned this at the start of this video i took a class in college that led to me falling in love with web development and after that moment that was i don't know what it was something clicked in my brain 
And I was like, this is something I think I want to do with my life, or at least in the near future with a nine to five job. I didn't just say, okay, let me take some web development classes at school. I just went for it. I, I paid for web hosting. I figured out what the process was to buy a domain and point that domain to my web host, put a website online. You know, at that point I was a really bad developer and I just kept practicing. I just went for it. I think uh, it's very easy in this life to have like an awesome idea in your mind and then just kind of like go about your day, going to your nine to five job and then going home and watching TV or doing whatever it is that we do and never even attempting to make that, that cool idea that you really maybe would have had a great time pursuing reality. And what I just want to share is like, in this case, like I just went for it. Like I didn't, I, I wanted to be a web developer and I was interested in the subject matter of the website and where the two intersected was me launching this website, which was a fun experience that I benefited from obviously in my real life, because this made me a really, I've relaunched this website like seven times at least. And each time that I went through remaking it, I became better at web development, which ultimately helped me command a higher salary in the job market because with a technical job, you don't have to like climb the ladder the way that you would like a corporate job. Like if you're a good developer, your skills speak for themselves. And you know, at age 25, two years out of school or three years out of school, I can't do the math right now. Uh, I was hired as a senior front end web developer, which is not common to be in a senior developer role at that young age. But it was because I had the skills and I had the skills because I worked at it. I, I didn't just go to class and say, oh, I hope this class is good. I just started building, right? So if, what I'm really trying to say is like, if something interests you, if there's something that you've been wanting to pursue, I hope that like 2020 is the year where it, it, it goes from your your brain to pen and paper and then from pen and paper into like some plan of action where you actually work towards making it a reality because life is short guys so just go for it thank you for sticking with me i know this was a long video but let's recap and get the full uh monthly profit so amazon fba led the way again six thousand five hundred four dollars sixty nine cents amazon uh merch brought in one thousand eight hundred forty dollars forty eight cents dropship print on demand two thousand one hundred eighty three dollars forty two cents amazon kdp three thousand one hundred fifty four dollars thirteen cents and google ads little sprinkling some extra money on top there five hundred sixty dollars thirty nine cents for a grand total of fourteen thousand two hundred forty three dollars and eleven cents of profit in december 2019 is a nice way to end the year and uh you know, I'm getting more and more comfortable with the idea of being self-employed because as you can probably guess, my goal in life was never to have a nine to five job, um, making other people's dreams come true in, uh, in place of my own. So I'm hoping that this is the year where I can really just kind of go for it and go full force towards what I've kind of envisioned for myself, uh, making that a reality as I just mentioned a second ago, with kind of taking a leap and um, working towards what's important to you. So anyways, guys, thank you for watching this video. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, do me a favor, hit that like button. If you're new here, please consider subscribing. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, you want to wish me a happy new year, go ahead, hit me up in the comments below, and I'll see you at the next one. Mm -hmm.